This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Paranormal Pets. I am your host, Brandy Stark. We are trying out a new Olympus digital recorder, so we'll see how this works out. And we are going to do a potpourri catch-up episode going all the way back to September because that's when I have stuff to start sharing with you. Uh, we're going to basically just clear up the rest of 2017 and get prepared for some good new episodes in 2018. And we're going to do all of that right after these messages. So stay tuned. We've got a personal account interview. We've got uh, an article that I was interviewed for. We've got a submission to the Shadow Animals page. We've got to talk about the Yule Cat and the Year of the Yellow Dog. So all of that after this. We'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Paranormal Pets. I am your host, Brandy Stark, and 2017 started like a lion and went out like a lamb. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but uh, I started off really well up through about the summer, and then almost everything petered out for the fall and for winter. I guess the peak for me has been a graduation. I have graduated with my third graduate degree from the University of South Florida, St. Petersburg this time. I now have degrees in history, classics, religious studies, humanities, liberal studies, this is the new one, and then leadership and education. So I was very pleased for that in December, but uh, this year has just been very strange. And 2018, just in case you're curious, it's starting off strange too, but we'll talk about that when we get to the year of the yellow dog. However, I have this wonderful interview with Lydia Swiston that goes all the way back to September that I need to share with you. She is a delightful artist. She's actually contributed to some of my art with her miscellaneous and found objects. So I was very pleased to visit with her and her beloved princess, her bird. And she, in turn, shared these wonderful stories with me. So we are going to hear what she has to say, starting now. So welcome to Paranormal Pets. I am here with Lydia Swiston and her baby, Princess Iris. Princess Iris. And she's going to tell us some of her personal paranormal pet stories. 
I used to have horses. I loved horses. Had them for 25 years. So I bought this one horse before she was born. I named her Zirka, which means star in Ukrainian. And when she was born, I spent a lot of time with her. I, every time I'd walk in the barn, I would call her name and she would answer me. In her horse language, of course, not in human talk. But um, So uh, when she was four years old, I had to sell her. She was Olympic quality. So the people who bought her, a trainer and a doctor, bought her and traveled all over the country with her. They went to all the, she was a competitive cross-country horse. She was in all the newspapers, the top national horse newspapers, and they kept her name and it was wonderful. And every time I came to visit her, I'd go into the barn and I'd call her name and she would go, she just was so happy to see me. She always remembered me. Well, I finally had to leave Illinois and I came, moved to Florida and could not afford a horse. But these people kept her and they kept her. She retired there on their farm and um, had a very good life, I'm so happy to say. And one day I woke up. I know what a dream is. I've dreamt before. And I know when it's not a dream. And she was in my room. And I knew she was there. I knew she came to visit me. And this was right the day after she died. Wow. So it was so cool. And it was just so awesome because I just, I was amazed. You just felt her presence? Did she neigh or did she do anything? I think it was a very strong spiritual connection. Okay. And it was, uh, I sensed her presence, absolutely. I didn't hear her make a sound, but I knew she was there. So, of course, uh, uh, when I was younger, I was the young cat lady, and I had cats. And I had this one cat named Rhea, a black oriental, which means she's totally black, but the body of a Siamese. Okay. She won best of cat one time, and we were soulmates. And it was bizarre. I would look at her across the room, and uh, she would start purring. I wouldn't wow. even touch her. She would just start purring. And the owner before loved her. But she had this annoying habit of coming up to you and meowing and meowing and never shutting up. Mm -hmm. And I figured out what she wanted. She wanted me to go up and just take a nap with her. And as soon as she fell asleep, I could leave. <laughs> there you go. That's what she wanted. I had her for a while, and the poor baby developed breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And we operated on her, and it came back. We operated on her again, and it came back. And the third time, we had to let her go. In the meantime, I had two other cats. One was named Mishka, which means mouse. And she did not like me. She wouldn't let me catch her. She wouldn't let me touch her. She did not like me. There's always one cat in a household like that, though. I know. So one evening, I'm sleeping, and she comes up to my face and goes, and I knew exactly what she said, because I turned around and looked, and there was Rhea. I saw her. I saw her. <laughs> and she very slowly faded away. Uh, so that... That was so freaking precious, and even just that Mishka would come up to me to tell me she thought enough. To <laughs> well, that was good. Was it within a six-month period after Rhea passed away? No. It was after that? It was before that. Before. Okay. It was before that. And I remember one time I talked to a psychic, and she was in touch with animals that had passed on. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, can you check on Rhea for me? Is to make sure she's okay. And she says, I can't find her. I can't find her. I'm looking. I don't know where she is. And then she oh, she's right here with you. You need to tell her to move on. <laughs> so that was kind of cute. And one more cat story. Okay. I had, when I moved to Florida, this is a Florida story. The other one was a Pennsylvania story. Okay. This is a Florida story, as was the horse one, a Florida one. I was sleeping in bed. I had one cat. 
one cat. That's all I had. And I was, she was next to me. I had my hand on her. So I knew exactly where she was. I was petting her. She was sleeping on the pillow by my bed. And I could feel a cat jump up on my bed. You can feel them uh -huh. when they jump and walk towards me. And that, I don't know which cat that was. <laughs> but I know I felt the footsteps and I felt the jump on the bed. Oh, that's so, wild. Yeah, and I knew my cat was on the right side because I had my hand on her. Okay. Yeah. So somebody had just come to visit. Somebody came to visit. And I think that possibly they do more often because, okay, here's something else that's interesting. Okay. I have, as you may hear in the background, a lovely little cockatiel. <laughs> and she's very precious. And every once in a while, I find her staring off at something. Mm -hmm. I know when she's sleeping. I know when she's looking around. But staring at something, like like watching something. So and somebody else told me that they see actually more than we do. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. what does that mean? I don't know. You may just have an extra pet that you don't know about. Uh, probably several. That's the best kind. At least you don't have to feed them or take them to the bed or anything. in the poop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you. And actually, that was very, very nice. All right. Well, thank you very much, Brandy. I enjoyed it. So we have our firsthand account uh, from September. And then as 2017 moved through, and by the way, before I forget, Miss Swiston has also uh, the precious little bird that you hear in the background, number one, absolutely adorable. Number two, rules the household, which is pretty fun. And number three is a rescue. So, you know, I always appreciate folks who take in animals that need a good home. So we actually had that wonderful story. And then I had an entry that came in October 22nd of 2017. This was a uh, shadow animal story that was submitted for my website, and it is currently posted under the newest entries.html. I have been seeing the shadow animal on my front yard fence of the house that I just bought in July of 2017. Shortly after I moved in, it looks like a mountain lion to me or a panther. There are no cats around, and I couldn't find the source of it to see if it was just an optical illusion. I showed a picture to my wife, so he snapped a photo of it and she thought I was crazy and most likely it was clouds and moonlight particularly because I took the picture after midnight the next night I saw the exact same thing again and took another picture to show my wife it wasn't clouds and moonlight things just got more interesting after that the shadows had been there every night I came home from work because I worked the swing shift and made me think surely there is something fixed casting this shadow that I'm just not realizing what it is this week, when I came home from work, I noticed it was no longer there, making me think I had a nice long visit from a shadow animal. I googled panther and it represents leadership, strength, and protectiveness. This makes sense to me as I'm in healthcare and I'm a healthcare leader and I feel very protective of my daughter and wife. I even keep a weapon bedside in the case that I need to protect them. You have my permission to use this and my first name is Brandon. And uh, indeed, he did submit a photo, which I have posted to the website. In addition, in October, I was interviewed for the Paranormal Pets. This interview is up on Paw Culture, and it is about the question, can dogs see ghosts? Six behaviors to watch for. And so it's a little bit of a longer article, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. If you'd like to see it, go to www.pawculture.com backslash lifestyle backslash seasonal backslash can pet see ghosts six behaviors to watch for backslash can dogs see ghosts. And this is an article by Diana Bacho. 
No one can deny that dogs have extraordinary senses, and some people believe that animals can feel and maybe even see spirits around them. But is there any truth to this? The most honest scientific answer to whether or not dogs can sense the paranormal is that we simply don't know, said Jordan F. Slavic, an instructor at the University of Maryland who is currently working towards his Ph.D. in philosophy. Much like ghosts or spirits themselves, science can neither completely prove or disprove such a claim, at least not yet. Slavic says that the notion that animals, particularly dogs, have some supernatural ability to sense ghosts and other paranormal phenomena has been in existence for thousands of years. The ancient Egyptians and Chinese both believed animals to have a direct line to gods, goddesses, and the afterlife, Slavic says. Does your pet have the ability to sense the supernatural? Here are some signs that your pet may be able to see ghosts. They have a sixth sense about something. The fact that some animals seem to have a sixth sense probably won't come as a surprise. This theory has some basis in the fact that dogs have repeatedly foreseen imminent tsunamis, tornadoes, and other natural phenomena before they occur, says Slavic. Some dogs can likewise sense seizures, cancers, and other medical developments far before we can. If your dog seems to be very sensitive to certain emotions or changes in the atmosphere, he might be more sensitive to other things as well. Much like the feeling we get of something being off or being watched or of a bad energy, dogs may have some subconscious insight into what lies beyond our senses, Slavic says. They see something you don't. And I think this is where I start coming in. When it comes to dog senses, keep in mind that theirs is not only different to ours, but they're also much sharper. Certain movements, smells, and sounds which might escape our notice are picked up by man's best friend, says Slavic. Take vision, for example. Dogs see a wider field of vision than we do, according to Russell Harston, a certified dog and cat behaviorist and trainer. They see only muted colors. However, the ability to see moving objects at a distance far surpasses our abilities, he says. In addition, dogs can see much better in twilight dust and dawn. Brandy Stark runs the paranormal investigation group Spirits of St. Petersburg and sometimes takes her two rescue pugs on investigations with her. During one investigation, they were the first to spot unusual activity. As we were getting ready to do a second walkthrough, both boys suddenly stopped, turned in unison, and looked at the spot on the wall. Says Stark, I later found out that the original business owner, who was the one believed to haunt the property, had an office in the building, and although the area had a lot of reconstruction, the spot indicated by the pugs was where he had an office window and would stare out during the day. Later on the same case, Stark set up a video in one of the hallways. The pugs were running around and were about the only entertaining thing captured on video, Stark says. Suddenly, one of them stopped, turned, and looked at the door, turned back around and looked at the video camera, looked at the door again, then walked away. A few seconds later, the door cracked open a few inches on its own. They smell something you don't. It's no surprise that dogs are always sniffing around. After all, science tells us that a dog's sense of smell is up to 100 times stronger than a human's. A dog's olfactory glands could be the main reason for their supernatural senses and behavior, says Harston. For example, dogs seem to be able to smell storms, cancer, low insulin levels, bombs, drugs, truffles, Harston says. So it makes sense that they might be able to smell the energies that we're not aware of. They hear something that you don't. Auditory perception is another area where dogs perceive the world around them vastly different than human beings, Harston says. While humans can hear in a range of 20,000 hertz, dogs can hear sounds as high as 60,000 hertz, Harston says, adding that dogs have the ability to rotate, tilt, and raise their ears in a way humans can't. Similar to radar for honing in on sounds, a dog's greatest hearing abilities always allows him to hear higher pitch noises at a further distance than we do, Harston says. According to Slavic, this could 
could be what makes dogs more likely to hear some footprints of a ghost or a parallel universe. Many paranormal investigators assign a variety of natural signs to the presence of the supernatural, like sulfuric smells, cold spots, concentrated electromagnetic fields, high-frequency sounds, EVP, Slavic says. In fact, most of these sounds are recorded at a decibel range we can't hear, which is why investigators rely on technology to catch them. Who's to say your dog isn't hearing one of those echoes from the other side? Are they attracted or scared of a particular place? Stark's pugs were recently investigating a case in an antiques mall, a place where the group has visited before. The moment we walked in, the dogs... Dogs, these are pugs. The pugs bolted for the room to the far right, a room that where we often find the tinkerer, a friendly old man, and ghost, says Stark. They loved that room and kept going back. And that is actually posted on Paranormal Pets. It's its own podcast. Whether pets can feel the presence of energy might be debatable, but it's not necessarily all that strange. After all, you've probably seen dogs dislike or immediately love a person that they just met, presumably because they sense the energy of that person uh, puts out. I will say that my pugs have different personalities, says Stark. Should they focus upon a single spot and or desire to flee an area at once, I will likely follow. They suddenly act differently. In a way, pets bring very different sets of eyes to a place and event, one that hasn't been tainted by our beliefs or expectations. For example, we don't teach dogs that they can't see ghosts in the way that we would tell a person, Stark says, adding that she can tell her pugs, not dogs, are detecting something she can't by how their demeanor changes in the presence of the unusual. It's those few times that the pugs interact with something, looking to a spot in a room, going immediately to areas that are active that gives additional validation of the paranormal activity, Stark says. We have elements of suggestion, i.e. if we go here, it's likely to be haunted, but they don't. So they're a pure read of a location. She got the flavor anyway. I would have to say though, for example, my pugs are super hyper, super active. They love attention. They're complete hams because they are pugs. That is the purpose of a pug. I have grown up with pugs. I am a third generation pug owner. We don't breed, but we've always rescued Although I have raised some from puppies, I I have gone to very reputable breeders in the past. And actually, Odysseus and Achilles, I did purchase. They I've had them since they were eight weeks old. But it is interesting because when pugs all of a sudden get very calm, they start staring at something, unless they're taking a nap, and they're not staring when they're napping. It's very unusual for them because they love going places, and they love attention, and they love being in the spotlight. So for me... It's usually a reversal of those behaviors that's so unusual. Odysseus and Achilles are currently, they're 12. So I've had 12 years to get to know them. They're completely awesome now, by the way. And yes, they go through their pug phases. So they went through, you know, hyperactivity as, you know, young pugs. In middle age, they were kind of a a clique. Believe it or not, I could not leave elder pugs with them because they would pick on them. So I actually had to separate the brothers out. Once they hit the age of... 8 to 10, uh, they completely mellowed. They kind of became little old men, and they do whatever the heck they want, and they are hysterical. And they're also uber affectionate. It's really weird. So I think when you combine all of that together, then yes, you might be able to say the pets help you to determine something. And again, if all of my pugs want out of a place and I cannot find a reason for it, I'm going to leave with them. I'll try and grab the rats and take them with me. So that was October kind of an exciting time. And what we're going to do at this point is we are going to pause for some commercials. When we get back, we'll finish up with December and January and just kind of see where everything goes from there. So we'll be right back after these messages. 
now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Super Mega Fish Oil. Get the third bottle free. Packed with omega-3, DHA, and EPA fatty acids. Super Mega is great for your dog's immune system, healthy skin, and soft, shiny fur. Dogs love it. Try Super Omega Fish Oil. Buy two. Get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. The last little segment, we talked a little bit about December, but I do want to congratulate you for listening to this podcast because if you are listening, it means that you were not eaten by the Yule Cat. So for those of you who are not aware of what the Yule Cat is, I believe we mentioned this entry before, but I always find it great to remind people that if nothing else is going well for you today, you were not eaten by the Yule Cat. So you should be very proud of yourselves. The Yule Cat is an Icelandic creature from folklore. It is a huge and vicious cat said to look about the snowy countryside during Christmas time and eat people who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. The Yule Cat has become associated with other figures from Icelandic folklore as the house pet of the giantess Gritta and her two sons, the Yule Lads. The threat of being eaten by the Yule Cat was used by farmers as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. The ones who took part in the work would be rewarded with new clothes, but those who did not would get nothing and thus would be preyed upon by the monstrous cat. The cat has alternatively been interpreted as merely eating away the food of ones without new clothes during Christmas feasts. So, you poor thing, the cat would eat your food. The perception of the Yule cat as a man-eating beast was partially popularized by the poet Johann or Johannes Ercolum and his poem, Wow, I'm not sure I can even say that. J-O-L-A-K-O-T-T-U-R-I-N-N. I like to find that poem. So, just an FYI for you. As I said, December was, uh, it was an okay month. We made it, right? It's a good thing. But here we are, and we have begun to move into, of all things, 2018. So, if you are not aware, 2017, well, it was there. And it was tumultuous and yikes. So here we are in 2018. So here are a couple of little odds and ends that I can tell you. One, we are, according to the Chinese calendar, in the year of the yellow earth dog. So if you are not familiar with Chinese calendars, they are divided into 12. Each of the 12 sections is represented by an animal. And then on top of the animal, you also have representation of the five elements, earth, wind, water, fire, and metal. So we have the animal dog, we have the element earth, we are coming out of a fire rooster year, so you can imagine roosters are attacking, they're kind of high strung, they announce and, you know, announce themselves a lot, and they're fiery. 
And if you think about 2017, yeah, yeah. So here we are in 2018 with the Yellow Earth Dog. So what does that mean? Dogs are loyal, hardworking, reliable. The Earth is a source of origin and blooming and growth. So I am happy to tell you that 2018 is supposed to be a pretty doggone good year. It's supposed to be a year of unity and harmony and progress. I have read that you have to be a little bit patient with things. And I will tell you personally, 2018 has started off on kind of a bummer note for me. I was supposed to go to Israel for 10 days and that got canceled. Then my uh, consolation trip was to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and that has got gone nowhere. We can't find flights or anything else that seems to work within any of the days that I have off. I've even been trying to sign up for an entrepreneurial class just you know, to keep my mind engaged, and that has not worked. So all the things that I like to do, I'm just like, okay, 2018, I'm just going to be really calm and apparently stay home and read books. It's good. So anyway, you have to have a little patience. Uh, remember, you cultivate the earth and it takes a while, but when it gets going, it really gets going and you're good to go. So I think real estate was highlighted and you can look that up. I don't want to tell you that this is absolutely the way it is, but real estate purchases were supposed to be on the up and up, perhaps because of the earth year. The things to watch out for in 2018, one, dogs are sweet and loyal and they'll do what you say, but there are people who will take advantage of that. So you're supposed to watch out for people who try to take advantage of your compassion, if you will, your desire to help others. The second thing, and this is kind of a mild thing, but as you know, whenever you have a pack of dogs, there's always a fight for alpha, right? And so sometimes you are going to find disagreements among leadership. So you are welcome to do more research. That's what I have found kind of doing a cursory research online about the year of the yellow dog. But uh, I want to wish you and yours a super happy new year. Let's hope that 2018 is on the up and up. Personally, I haven't had a really great year since 2013. I mean, there've been some ups and downs, but a universal good year. It seems like I get a really good year for the art and then that stops. And then I get a really good year for the academics and then I graduate and that stops. And then the ghosting stuff, I just, I don't know. I'm about ready to throw my hands up. Although I will close out this episode with this last little personal story. And that is that the Spirits of St. Petersburg has started to investigate Rose Cemetery, which is up in Tarpon Springs. One of the graves, if you ever get out to this place, it's great. It does appear to be actually quite haunted. We did get some good EVPs. I will not be taking the pugs up there. They do have some open ant mounds. And I I don't know. There are some rumors that the cemetery is not haunted by positive things. Now, I don't think they're highly negative, but I'm not risking my pugs. So, you know. But there is this one grave that is from 1910. The man was born in the 1800s. He died in 1910. He was a door-to-door salesman, and he valued two things, his bed and his mule. Not exclusively together, just so you know. But when he passed away, he wanted to be buried with his bed, and they actually did. The bed frame sticks out of the ground, and he is supposed to be buried underneath it. I did try an EVP while we were out there. I did ask him if his mule was with him, and we got absolutely no response. I'm sure this guy from 1910 is like, what are you asking me now? But still a pretty cool story, an animal story that at least ties back. But apparently no mule ghosts, at least nothing that showed up on any of our equipment. So with that, 
I think we're pretty well caught up. I am still looking for supernatural snake stories. So if anybody has any, please let me know. I would love to include them with a podcast. If not, I may end up doing some of the Mexican snake and some of the snake mythology ideas and tie those together into an episode. Please remember to continue rescue. I have recently rescued a hamster that was abandoned in the parking lot of a local pet store. They now have my phone number. I got a call. Because this was right around Christmas, I have named the hamster Ebenezer. I'm not sure if it's a boy or girl. Uh, Siberian, winter Siberian or winter gray hamster. Very sweet. Definitely an adult. But remember that there are plenty of animals out there that are in need of good homes and good owners. So please adopt. If you would like to follow up with any of this information, you can also check out the Spirits of St. Petersburg at www.spiritsofstpetersburg.com. Rose Cemetery is our feature for this month. The only other thing I think I have to tell you is that I am to be the featured guest on a podcast for Mystic Paranormal. Let me bring up the date. Just to tell you how rocky this year started off, I was supposed to do the interview January 2nd, and they had to cancel the last minute because one of the hosts had to go to the ER. So, yikes. It was rescheduled now for Friday, January 26th at 10.30 p.m. You can find the podcast at www.mysticparanormal.net, and the subject is Paranormal Pets. So feel free to tune in, support a fellow paranormal group, and check out this team. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your patience. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for some new stuff in 2018, and we'll be in touch. Until then, happy haunting. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal pet's ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.